Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And as we move forward, we're moving into episode 115 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And uh, I still think that's an incredible number to think where we've come from, where we are today. And and just want to encourage you to get out there and get uh, other people listening. I had several people tell me how much they enjoy it this past week. And it's a good opportunity to just keep uh, people building Christ into everything they do every single day. So Facebook, Twitter, text, whatever it takes, get them the link, uh, sign up on Apple and all those things to just get the sign name up. of Connecting to Faith to Life paper. Podcast. How do you sign up, Pops? Well, they can go on and click it. Click it. Click it. So click it on Apple. See, I'm 61, so I say <laughs> things like that. Still, sign up or click it? Uh, it well, yeah, click it. Click it. I want to say click it from now on. <laughs> <laughs> click, Good idea. Click the button. Click the button. Yes. Push it. You don't push it. You click it. That's right. You only click it. You don't. What well, do you really click it? My what do you dad. Do with it? My dad mashes things. He mashes things. Yeah. I don't mash. I push. <laughs> so anyway. Well, the cool kids on YouTube. When they, cool, when, all the cool when kids. They, that's when right. When they try to get you to like their channel, they say smash that like. Oh, button. smash it. Okay. Smash it. I like that so term. Smash it. Go out and smash. Whatever it. there is to smash to get you to listen to this podcast, go smash it. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, um, we're trying to look at something that a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about because there's so much of this going around and we've been hurt. We've held grudges. Uh, people have injured us emotionally and we tend to hold on to those things. Mm. And the hurt eventually becomes bitterness. And the thing about bitterness is it's not it doesn't, you can't just corral it in. So I'm just going to be bitter at Trey Rhodes because we start to be bitter to other yeah. people we it love and appreciate. It yeah, affects it affects everything. everything we do. So I think it's great that we're talking about this. And, yeah. and when I say great, I mean, it's a, it's a heavy topic. Very impactful. That we need to think we need through to, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we are going to talk about bitterness on this episode of the podcast, something that probably most of us have struggled with at some point in our lives, right? That we've all, all seen how this can take root so easily. Uh, did you have a good week, Trey? A good weekend this past weekend? I did. Had a great week. Weekend. Did and you watch any football? Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I'm back to my, I have no fingernails. Uh, but yeah, Clemson, <laughs> Clemson's not looking so hot this they year. They are not. I the mean, de- they're winning. The but defense is lights out, but uh, oh, they just can't, they can't yeah. score. So maybe this is the year for Georgia to win the national championship. We can, we can hope. I'm not no, against we'll that. See. We'll see. I don't hate Georgia. We you went know. to the Charleston Southern game. Saturday night, Ooh, which that, is a lot of fun. So yeah. this is what was interesting about this weekend was I didn't have to preach Sunday morning. Yeah, that was right? great. Because Dondi preached. He, he, did. he did. And he did a great job. And so, he did. Fantastic. So, so usually for me, I mean, and you know it because you were in pastoral ministry. You pastored for a number of years. Weekends for a pastor are, um, are 
are intense. Their lights on. I mean, I mean it's you're just, working you know, hard. I mean, yeah. I mean, I take time on Friday. It's been my family. Take some time on Saturday. If I but have this with my family, but but still, you're thinking, okay, yeah. Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. Especially on Saturday, it's just that pressure of knowing, you know, within 24 hours, you're going to be uh, preaching a message. Mm-hmm. And I've I always, you know, I prepared earlier in the week, but still, you're trying to go through it in your mind and just thinking through it. And I always get the, uh, you know, a couple hours on Saturday night to study and prepare a little bit more, pray, go to bed early, get mm-hmm. up Sunday morning real early. It's just that that pressure. Yeah, it is. Something about. Um, uh, Sunday is that it comes every week. You know that, right, Pops? Every, every week. It, and it doesn't, it, 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 and no, and I'm not even joking. People don't understand the non-relenting nature of that. Yeah. It's just always there, always there. And you're always looking to Sunday. Yeah. Always. So, and I know, you know, for most of our listeners, you're, you're not preachers and, and there's lots of stressful jobs out there. I mean, preaching uh, is, is it has its stressors, but it's a joy. But the way I describe preaching, right, is that it is, um, it is writing a research paper every single week. You're absolutely right. And then having to give and present that research paper in some ways, if that makes it. To make it interesting. And make, that, right. that's where you go beyond just a research paper, because if you just sit up there and read your research paper, you're going to be in trouble. Right, <laughs> so. right. And then on the, you know, and then to add to that, there's this, obviously the spiritual dimension to yes. it, that the spirit oh, of God is at work. Yes. So there's a lot of pressure. And so to have a Sunday where you don't have to preach, mm-hmm. it's really Interesting because all that pressure was gone this past weekend. I didn't have to preach Sunday morning. Feels so, good. So I went to the um, you know CSU game. Wasn't thinking about the message on Sunday morning while I was watching the game. I didn't go to bed at you know nine thirty. Went to stay up a little bit later. I mean, just all kinds of um, things I don't normally do because I'm so focused on getting a Sunday morning and preaching that sermon. It is it's, it's nice to not have some pressure sometimes. Every now and again, we yeah, need that. Yeah. That's right. But it reminded me that that I do. I live, and, and I'm not complaining about it. It's just what it is, and, and I actually enjoy it. I live in a constant state of pressure when it comes to proclaiming the Word of God because Sunday does come every single week. Now, I tell you that to tell you this. Over the last couple of weeks, we've talked about uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. We've talked about stress. Yep. And on this episode, we're talking about bitterness. Mm-hmm. For some of us, we live under the constant pressure of those three things. Oh, yeah. Under the constant pressure of anxiety, the constant pressure of bitterness, the constant pressure of stress. And we don't know what it feels like to have that pressure released. And have that burden released. Yeah, yeah just because have it we've not just been under that pressure forever. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, with those three things, anxiety, stress, and bitterness, God wants us uh, to release that pressure. He wants, he, he, a, wants to, he wants to lift that burden off of us if we turn it over to him. And so that's why it's so important that we talk about these uh, three things we've talked about the past few weeks, just the anxiety, the stress, and now the bitterness. Well, uh, bitterness is one of those things that I think we've, you know, we've got to address. If we're, if, we're, if we're a gospel preacher that believes the word of God, it's got to be addressed. And it's never a comfortable issue because when you deal with bitterness, it's, there is going to be some kind of, Going back and dealing with some hurt situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's not comfortable. So no. it's just not like uh, tomorrow it's going to be dealt with. So yeah. anyway, uh, today I think we want to look at uh, three questions about bitterness okay. and how we can answer those. Okay. okay. So, uh, and I know you got some scripture you want to share, share with us as well. Uh, but we first need to talk about what is bitterness. Yeah, so what is it, right? Uh, so, so let me read a passage of scripture to you that I think is going to help you. And, and this may be a familiar passage. It comes from the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 through 15 say this, pursue peace with everyone, mm. which that in and of itself is a pretty big statement. Pursue peace with everyone, not pursue peace with the people who think like you or act like you or look like you, right? <laughs> that would be, yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah, how I live. Yeah, that, that'd be nice, right? This, yeah, but it's that not would be that. nice. Yeah. It's pursue peace with everyone. Mm. Everyone's a lot of people. You know that, don't you, Trey? Seven point something billion. 
trillion, quadzillion, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So pursuit peace with everyone and holiness. Without it, no one will see the Lord. Make sure that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no, listen to this, root of mm. bitterness springs up, causing trouble and defiling many. So, so you got a couple things here in this verse about bitterness. One is that um, it can defile many. Yeah. Right. I mean, <clears throat> bitterness is, is, is never something that stays within us. Mm-hmm. It always pours out of us. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and, I do. And, 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 and the writer of Hebrews calls it a root. You know what a root does. It gets deep down within and it grows. Well, you know what we have in our yard, Trey, and I hate them. Crape myrtle trees. Oh, you hate crap? Well, I think they're pretty when they bloom, I've got, but they are I a just mess. Planted, I just planted one. Oh, uh, no. You need to pull it up, man. Those things okay. are a mess. We've got one in our front yard right now that that um, over the next few weeks I'm going to take down. I'm just tired of it. I'm uh-huh. tired of it. And so we've been trying to redo our our flower beds in the sure. front yard. And, and so I just pulled up... Um, so we pulled up six knockout rose bushes, which I hate those too. Those yeah, are terrible. I told you, you told me you hated those. Man, those are terrible. So I replanted some stuff there. And as I was replanting uh, some different bushes in, in place of the knockout roses, all around were those crepe myrtle roots mm. everywhere. So they, every time you went down, yeah, they were there. Everywhere. They're a mess, man. And so so you think about bitterness. It's, it's like that root that mm. just won't stop spreading. And it and, and that root grows up into this uh, this 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 you know plant, if you will, that's just full of all kinds of stuff, hurt and mm. anger and all kinds of things. And so so you, you can understand why the writer says the root of bitterness springs up. Right, it springs up and it manifests itself in all kinds of different ways, and it does. It defiles you, and it defiles many, mm-hmm. because in that bitterness, right, it it really does um, come out of you and affects a lot of people in the way that you treat people because of the hurt and pain. So when you think about bitterness, um, it's deep. Mm. Roots go deep, right? That's their design. It's That's deep. designed to do that. And yeah. so you think about bitterness; it's a deep hurt that that you just could not get over. Mm-hmm. A deep hurt that you could not get past. And, and, and I don't know what it was for you. It could be for you. You went through that nasty divorce. Mm, yeah. And I'm sorry that you went through that, with that. Right. Yeah. And now that, that ex, and there's just bitterness because of what your ex did to you and put you and your kids through mm. for you. It's something else. You know, you had that, that longtime friend who stabbed you in the back Yeah, and you just can't get over it. We've talked about Trey, just some of our experiences yeah, as, experiences, as pastors yeah. and just been in the church mm-hmm. trying to lead God's people. And, you know, you're leading hundreds of people or whatever the, the size of your church might be. And then, you know, people betray you and, and don't like the way you lead. And they mm-hmm. start to, you know, say things to you that are hurtful and make accusations. And even as pastors, that can cause us. And we've both experienced some times where uh, there was that real temptation to grow in bitterness because of the way that we were treated in sure. our ministry positions. And so it's, it's a very real thing, right? That all of us at some point or another in our lives, we've experienced hurt. Mm-hmm from the hands of people. Um, and just, you know, to think a little broader, some of us are bitter at the world. Ooh, you know, Matt, we know those people. Yeah. And just you, mad about I everything. You, I don't want to be around those people. No, I will make myself, but boy, it's tough. It's, it's nobody tough. enjoys being around people who are mad at the world, but, mm. but there are people who just every little thing in life mm-hmm. you take as an offense to you. Yeah. Right. This morning coming in, Traffic was horrible. There was a there were fourteen fifty different wrecks, and that's on the my inter- stressor anyway. Yeah, and so. it's your stressor, but I mean, it, it's real easy just to. Uh, the, the, those wrecks weren't out against me. It just happened. It was life. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. I mean, so so you I mean there's all kinds of things in life that if we're not careful, we can allow those things to make us bitter. 
whether it's, you know, uh, politics can mm-hmm. make us bitter, right? Um, you know, church can make us bitter. Uh, you know, it's just a number of things that, that uh, can make us bitter because we, we think in our minds, everybody's out to get me, mm-hmm. right? They don't think about me, what I want, what I need. And so it just makes us bitter because what happens is we put ourselves at the center of the world thinking everybody should cater to us, and that's just not the way it works. And mm-hmm. so when everybody doesn't cater to us, we get mad and bitter. That's exactly what happens. And, man, and some of us are like that. Some yeah. of us are mad at the world, and it, and it does. You're, you're not a joy to be around mm-hmm. because nobody wants to be around bitter people. And when you're speaking, it's, it's interesting because it's inevitably when you have those conversations with people that are like that, yeah. I'm telling you, it's not five minutes before they're jumping in. Yeah. I mean, you're going, Whoa, where did yeah, that yeah, come yeah, from? You know, yeah, cause, yeah. and that's because go back to the root. It's way down deep inside way down of deep them inside. and it re- really determines their character and how yeah, they respond yeah. and react and everything they go through. And, and the reality is Trey, I mean, some of us have been bitter so long that we don't even know why we're bitter. You know what I'm saying? I never thought of that. Uh, we, yeah. we don't even remember what caused that initial hurt or got yeah. us in that place where we can't get past this bitterness. So, so you think about bitterness, it really is this root of deep hurt or or deep offense that has been caused in your life that you just can't get past. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and think about this too, Trey. It's not only that you can't get past it, but think about this. You don't want to get past it. You wow. ever thought about that? Yeah, I never thought about that. Some people enjoy being bitter. Some people find joy, and I, I know this is kind of an oxymoron, but some people find joy in being mad at the world, that you are most satisfied when you're complaining about something. There you go. I think that's, that's they're satisfied about being able to complain. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. So, you know, it's just this, this bitterness stuff, it's real. Mm-hmm. And so um, just know what it is. It is, it is a, a root of deep hurt that is within you uh, that you don't want to deal with sometimes and you don't, and you can't seem to get past it. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, so that's what bitterness is. Now, we also need to ask this, how do you know if you are bitter? Yeah, so you, you need to look at a couple of things. One, you need okay. to look at your relationships, mm-hmm. right? So maybe it is that person who hurt you. Maybe it's that that ex-spouse or that coworker or that longtime friend that betrayed you. How do you treat that person mm. now? Yeah. How you treat that person might be evidence of the bitterness within your heart. If, if you have that, that attitude of, I can never talk to that person again. I can't stand to be in the same room with that person. When they walk, when they walk down the grocery store aisle, I go to the other aisle. Right. I mean, you know, that could be evidence yeah. of bitterness in your heart or think about, you know, that, that person who hurt you, you want the worst for them instead of the best Ooh, for them. Yeah. That, yeah. That's evidence of bitterness in your heart. So you can see it right in the way that you treat the people who have hurt you. Yeah. I hear the word a lot. Karma. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think that's an excuse for bitterness. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, really yeah. do. Yeah. You know, oh, that's karma. And of course, we as Christians believe in grace, not karma. Right, right. And um, anyway, so just yeah. just be so, careful for yeah, those kind of things. So, so because that bitterness is there, um, and and you want the worst for somebody and not the best for somebody, mm-hmm. you try to avoid them in the grocery store, or the case may be. Uh, what happens when we're bitter is we we can't, or we either we can't or we choose not to forgive. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, and the reality is, Trey, thinking through this, I mean. Um, some of us are bitter at people, angry at people, and they don't even know it. 
I have actually had that happen. You know, I mean, I had somebody come to me and said, I've hated you for 10 years. I had no clue. No idea. No clue. Why would they hate you, you, Trey? You're such a likable guy. I can be obnoxious. (laughs) (laughs) I know you know that anyway. No, I wouldn't. No, Trey, you're not obnoxious. Uh, I mean, it it is kind of weird when you take your shirt off in Boston and (laughs) we're we're not going there. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to hold a grudge against you for that one. (laughs) But, but the thing about that bitterness is that bitterness produces in you an unforgiving heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of forgiving others, you, you, you hold on. You don't want to release. You don't want to give that forgiveness. You don't want to make the relationship work. And, and again, some of us are bitter against people and they don't even know that we're mad at them. And, mm-hmm. and that's not fair to them because mm-hmm. it doesn't give them the opportunity to try to make it right with you. Yeah. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Sense. Yeah. It makes And so, so just watch it. Right. Right. You could, you, you know, you're bitter when, when you see it in the way that you, you treat people, when you have that heart of unforgiveness or, you, you know, you feel hopeless. You just don't see a way out. I you guess. don't see a way out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bitter people really do feel hopeless. There's, there's no way it can get better. Wow. There's no way this relationship can be restored. There's no way I can get past the hurt. It's mm-hmm. just what it is hopelessness. Yeah. We, before the, um, meeting, we were talking a little bit about how do you do it? If we had somebody that did hurt us and we were hurt a little bit yeah, and we've come to terms with it, you know, where do we go? I mean, so I guess the idea is where do we do with a friendship? Somebody calls back five years later yeah. and says, listen, man, let's go out to lunch. I want to restore a relationship. If you are no way, then it's probably you're holding on to bitterness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But if you are, yeah, let's go, man. I'm, I'm my friendship's open. I'm ready. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to yeah. do, I'm for it. That's right. That's right. So, so yeah, that bitterness just doesn't want anything to do with that person. Hopeless, um, you know, also not only hopeless, but resentful. Mm. Yeah. I would say that's you know? a good word. I mean, a, it's a bad word, but a good yeah, word. Yeah. You just kind of resent it. that person. Yeah. You don't want to be around them or you always find them fault. In that person or those people who did you wrong, mm-hmm. you never see any good in them. It's always the fault finding. You gossip, right? Ooh, yeah. Always talking about those and what. And for some of us who are bitter, we love that. Mm-hmm. We love to talk about the hurt that's been caused to us. Mm. We love to talk about how that person did us wrong. I'll never forget when. Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah. That's, You yeah. hear those words but over and over again. That's what bitter people do. We yeah. love it. I mean, we find again, it's kind of um, an oxymoron, but we find joy. Right. Mm -hmm. And talking down about other people, we find joy in hurting someone else because, because we think right by, by, by hurting that other person in our words, right. That just kind of relieves the pressure a little Mm -hmm. bit, but it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? And so, so that's what bitter people do. Or or you think about this, um, when, when you're, when you're bitter, it, it does affect that relationship with the person that hurt you. Right. And maybe it's that ex-spouse or that coworker again, or that longtime friend who betrayed you. It does affect your relationship with that person who caused you initial hurt. But watch this, Trey. When you're bitter, it doesn't just affect that relationship. It affects every other relationship as well. Ooh. Right. So that and I guess that's kind of what I said at the beginning. We we think we can corral it. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna be bitter against Trey, you know. And that's not how it works. Yeah. Because because some of you have done this. Some of you have done this and well probably all of us have done this at some point. Something happened at work. Mm-hmm. Your boss did something you didn't like or a coworker did something that made you really mad. And in, instead of dealing with it and working through it with that coworker or with that boss, mm. you came home and took it out on your spouse and kids. Oh, yeah. You know? The old thing about, kick, you know, you come home, yell at the wife, the wife yells at the kids, the kids kick the dog. I mean, it just goes downhill. Right, right. So your bitterness doesn't just affect you and it doesn't just affect that person you're bitter towards or that group of people you're bitter towards, whatever the case may be. It affects all of your relationships. Mm. You, because again, I mean, this is what happens. I mean, this is what the Bible says that root of bitterness, it defiles many. I mean, it, it just comes out of you. Yeah. 
And it affects the way you, you talk to people. It affects the way you interact with people. Again, you're just that always mad person that's just not fun to be around, right? And so just just be aware of that. I heard somebody recently tell me, much I say recently, last few years, say, I am not able to trust anyone. Yeah. Those that's are dangerous shame. words. That's a shame. And, I, you know, what a way to live, live your life. That's tough. That's well, tough and, living and just, your life just, that way. Just follow that logically. If, if you're so bitter that you can't trust anyone, you're also going to have a hard time trusting God. And ultimately, is that not where bitterness ends up? Right. And so, so that's, that's the deal. If you're constantly bitter, that is obviously going to affect your relationship with the Lord. Mm. Because you, 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 ultimately, you're going to look at God as the one who caused it all. Mm. God, if you wouldn't have put that person in my life, God, you could have fixed this, but you didn't. God, you could have helped me here, but you chose not to. And all of a sudden, that bitterness... It's not only directed toward people, it becomes directed towards God himself, mm. right? And so I just want you to notice these warning signs. Yeah, these are that, good. That if you struggle with bitterness, here's here's probably how you're seeing it manifest itself in your life right now. I, I would say these are like the engine lights of your yeah, life. Yeah, absolutely. When you That's, see that yeah, bad boy yeah, come on, yeah, you, better, yeah. you better slow down, pull over. Don't, yeah, don't you keep see on going. If, you, if, you, if you're pro- constantly prone to gossip, unforgiveness, right? You, you, you feel hopeless, all these things we just talked about, then that's good evidence that bitterness has set in within you. Okay. So we've defined what bitterness is. Uh, we need, we've talked about how do we know if we're bitter? Now let's uh, do this one. And this is where we all need to stay. And that is how do you overcome yeah, because bitterness? Here's the real reality here. If you're listening to the episode today and, and that root of bitterness has taken hold and you feel hopeless, just listen carefully for a moment. You're never without hope. Mm, that's right. You're not, not if you're a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. God is the God of hope, right? First Peter chapter one, Peter tells us that Christ, he, he is, he is the Christ of living hope, right? So, so you, your life can be turned around that root of bitterness. It, it can be pulled up from your life, much like I'm going to try to pull out those crepe myrtles and get all those roots out. <laughs> it might be an impossible task, but that root of bitterness, it, it can be removed yeah. from your life, but you've got to be willing to, to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so part of that is just acknowledging it instead of ignoring it. Mm. This is, so you're saying this is the work that we got to yeah, do. Yeah. You got to acknowledge here's where it. We are. Right. You've got to acknowledge it instead of ignore it. Okay. Because what's happened for some of us for so long, we've just ignored it. Mm. It's, just, it's just become that it's just become a part of us. It's overtaken us. Mm-hmm. Again, some of us don't know why we're bitter. We just know we are. Some yeah. of us don't remember what caused the bitterness. Right. And some of us have just gotten used to living that way and, yeah, we, we tend to excuse it. We'll say things like, um, that's just who I am. It's just who I am. Yeah. And we just, it, we've just ignored it. Right. It was just going to go yeah. on in life. But, but if you're a follower of Jesus, that's not who you are. Yeah. You're a child of God, a work in progress, being sanctified. We got to be careful about believing the lie. Yeah. Don't believe yeah. the lie. So, so part of it is just acknowledging it, being honest with yourself, man, I, I really am struggling with bitterness and I, I need God's help. Mm-hmm. Right. So acknowledging it. And just seeing, I mean, for some of us, we really need to see, we just need to open our eyes because, because this can be a motivator for us seeing it, seeing the damage it's caused. Mm-hmm. Look at your relationships, right? If you're, if you're that person that you're discovering right now, you're acknowledging that, yeah, I've got a problem with bitterness. Just look around you, look around you and see the damage it's caused you. It's caused your relationships, uh, the damage it's caused your outlook on life, mm-hmm. the damage it's caused in your relationship with God. Just, just, I want you to acknowledge your bitterness and I want you to see the damage that it's caused. And, and I want you to also see the opportunities that you're missing out on because of your bitterness. You know what I'm saying? Because, because there could be a, a friendship that could be formed 
that you're just missing out on because you won't get over your bitterness. There could be a ministry that God has for you, yeah. but you're missing out on it because you're just bitter. There yeah. could be you know, a mission opportunity that God has for you that you're just not going to do because you're just so bitter at the world. You yeah, see, yeah, so there's yeah. all these opportunities that you're missing out on because you're choosing to stay in your bitterness. You literally can't see clearly. You can't. You can't. You could, if these things slapped you in the face, you wouldn't know them because you're so consumed by bitterness. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so it's seeing the damage it's caused, it's seeing the opportunities you're missing out on. It's, it's real simple, I know, but it's profound and something that we fail to do when we are struggling with bitterness. It's just asking God for help. Oh yeah. That's a big one. That's you know? a big one. And why do we not do that? We, I mean, it, we actually talked about that in discipleship last yeah, night, yeah. you know, the importance of going to God. Yeah. You know, it's not just about, I need to see a counselor. I need to see a doctor. We need to go to God yeah, in these situations. Yeah. I mean, because God wants to help he you. He does. That's right. And God is able to. God is able to to do that work of grace in your life. And so so part of it really is, or a, a major part of it, is just going to God and confessing it mm-hmm. to him. God, I'm struggling with this, and I need your help. And then as you ask God for help, asking others for help as well. Because I promise you, uh, there are believers that you probably know who have gone through this themselves and they've seen deliverance from that bitterness and they can, they can help you. They can encourage you. They can pray with you. They can give you some godly counsel and help you to work through this bitterness that has overtaken your life. And so it's asking God for help, but it's also asking other mature believers for help as well. So you can mm-hmm. overcome it. And that's where accountability comes in where yeah. we just say, Hey, listen, this is yeah. where I'm struggling. I need you to keep a check on it with me. Yeah. You know, ask me the hard questions. We need to deal with this. Yeah. And then, then take it another step further, which is a challenging, you know, Jesus said to, to, uh, love your enemies and Ooh, pray for those who persecute yeah. you. And so, so if there are people that have hurt you and you can pinpoint who it is that caused that hurt in you, you know, that it was that, 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 you know, ex-spouse or that coworker or that friend or whoever it was that betrayed you, whatever, praying for them, mm-hmm. praying for you that God would change your perspective about that person praying that that God would um, do a, a work of grace in that person's grace. life, praying for the best for that person instead of uh, thinking the worst of that person. And so so that that's really important, just bringing I, that person before God. I do want to say you keep on using the word ex-spouse, but you and I know enough that there are a lot of people bitter at their spouse. Well, this is true too within you know? your marriage, right? Yeah, that yeah. maybe your marriage has been rocky for years mm-hmm. and, and you and you're bitter at the person you live with now. It hasn't gone to that point of divorce. and but But, you know, you've thought about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, uh, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Trey. Um, and so just praying for that person who's caused the hurt, bringing that person before God on a regular basis. Amen. And, 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 and then making that decision, I'm going to forgive. Wow. I'm going to forgive. And so many times that's, that's one of the biggest yeah. steps that we take, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and forgiveness, I mean, it's, 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 it's messy sometimes. Forgiveness doesn't always mean that the relationship goes back to what it was. I mean, that might take years. That reconciliation process might take years. Sometimes the reconciliation process is not possible mm-hmm. uh, because that other person might not be open to it or, or whatever the case may be. Moved on, uh, they're passed away. Right? I mean, or, there's all kinds you know, of things. Or it might be in a situation where you're bitter with somebody who's abused you. Well, you obviously don't want to put yourself back in a situation where you can be abused again. No and so, so sometimes that full reconciliation, this side of eternity, mm-hmm. is just not possible, right? But you can always choose to forgive. Mm. You can always choose to say, what you did to me, I forgive you. I want the best for you. And I'm not going to let what you did to me mm-hmm. continue to cause me hurt day exactly. in and day out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can always make that choice to forgive. And you can always make the choice to move on. And I think that's the big, the big part of yeah. that. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah just move that's on. That's the action step. Move that's, on. Move on. I mean, yeah. once you have prayed through it, once you have uh, forgiven someone for what they've done, once you've acknowledged your bitterness, just move on. Mm-hmm. Right. And just with, move on with the recognition that, that life isn't always going to go your way. And, and, and in the reality is, is that there's going to be somebody else that's going to come along that's going to hurt you again. That's just life. It Relationships are messy. People are sinful. You're going to get hurt again. Mm-hmm. Right. But you can choose to live in forgiveness and to move on rather than letting bitterness take root. And, it- and not only are you going to get hurt again, in all likelihood, you're probably going to hurt somebody too. <laughs> I was going to go there a second ago. You so know? yeah. It's just you the know, way it works. I mean, I hate that. I don't want to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm a sinful person. Mm-hmm. I say things sometimes I shouldn't say. I, I make decisions sometimes that are bad that affect people in a negative way. I know that, right? Now, and when that happens, I want to acknowledge that I've hurt somebody and ask their forgiveness for it, obviously. But that's just life. I mean, we're sinful, messy people. That's if I know that I've hurt someone. Right? Sometimes you don't even sometimes know. Sometimes you don't yeah, know. So. And so, so listen, all this to say, um, I know because I've been there too. We've all struggled with bitterness to some degree in our mm-hmm. lives. And I'm just telling you, you don't have to live there. Amen. It's a miserable place to live. Amen. There's no joy in living a, a lifestyle that is just f- eaten up with bitterness. I think there are people out there right now, Pastor, that have recognized for the first time in their lives that they've probably been dealing with bitterness. Yeah. yeah. So with that recognition, I think that is a good first step yeah. of recognizing yeah, we, it. So wh- where do we go now? Okay, they've recognized they're bitter. Where do, we, where do they go to start the process moving along to try to live a life of joy yeah, and freedom? Yeah. yeah, just recognize that it is a process for one. And, 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 and the very first place you always need to go is to God. I agree. Go to God today. Amen. Go to God and confess it to him. Ask him to help you. Ask him to give you wisdom and how to overcome your bitterness. He's going to. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. I promise you he's going to because he doesn't want you to live that way. Of course not. He's a good father who wants to see you excelling in your walk with him. He will help you remove that bitterness if you go to him on a regular basis Amen. asking him. Amen. Well, Pastor, this has been, I don't know the word is good, but this has been informative and helpful. And uh, why don't you close us out and get us ready for next week? We do hope that today has been helpful for you and a blessing to you. And if it has been helpful, we want you, want you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. If you don't mind, uh, leave us a five-star review because uh, that review helps get the word out about our podcast. Smash that subscribe button. You like that, Pops? Smash that like, uh, subscribe button. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.